ready? I am. Two person shows this summer. Um, and so they've kind of, it's, it's outside. The stage is down kind of at the bottom of the um, parking lot and they've arranged the cars as such as that we're almost like stadium seating looking down at the stage. We will have the audio in the car via the um, radio. And I'm actually really excited, Karen. I am too. I think uh, they have done a great job of adapting to the times. Um, they really have benefited from the fact that their parking lot is uh, set up kind of like a semicircle mm -hmm. and it is uh, sloping. So that has worked very slick in my opinion. Um, the stage is, um, they have not skimped on it being done outside. I think that they have nice props and it's a nice set given that it is outside um, their um, setup is very slick in terms of providing shade cloths for mm -hmm. us as we uh, <laughs> sit in the setting sun and there are uh, concessions that are being offered this is the real deal they have not skimped on organization or preparation at all no and i was the one who reserved the tickets and so it's one ticket per car and it's pay what you can which I think is really nice and considerate of them, um, given the current situation. Um, and I got a very detailed email about how the whole procedure would work. We pulled up, they gave us a parking spot. They've kind of organized the cars by size. So the bigger cars are in the back. Um, but they also have the cars staggered. So that way there's no car in front of you. So we can see really well. We're in D, row D, which yeah. would be the fourth row back, which looks to be the last or next to last row. And I think we can see the stage just fine. Yeah. I've got a great view. And also everybody who has been directing traffic or swinging by concessions has been wearing a mask or a face shield. Yep. And um, I think I'm seeing this correctly that there is a young lady um, Lysoling things maybe on stage. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah, she, like literally right now that is what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking around, it seems like, every, like everybody's here to have a good evening. Yeah. And it's a really nice way to set, spend a summer evening, especially when options are limited related to live theater. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like Karen said, they're coming around with concessions, which are also donation only, um, which I think is also amazing. And we had somebody come by and tell us, you know, it's fine to run your car if you get too hot. I love the shade cloth. Um, I just think they're doing a really good job of... Um, keeping everybody safe and also being human and welcoming us. Yes. I feel very welcomed and I feel very excited to watch the show, even though I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. It is called Love Letters and it's by A.R. Gurney. Is yeah. that how you would say that? Yeah. Yep. And tonight our actors are Gina Gedler and Steve Barry. Yeah. And so Gina Gedler is, um, she sings. And isn't that what that says on there too? Because I recognize her name from Noche. Yep. And, she sings um, with big bands, it says. Yep, there you go. Yeah, because uh, she often sings at Noche with the big band over there. I've never heard her sing, but I've always wanted to. So uh, I guess she's multi-talented. Well, yeah, and it says so. Steve Barry made his Playhouse debut in 1974's Jabberwock. Oh, I thought it meant in 1974. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he has a lot of credits as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the show. But we just wanted to let you know, I know Love Letters is now. Then there's a second show in... July about baseball. I don't oh, yeah, remember what it's right. called. Yes. And then the one in August is um, The Roommate. Karen and I are planning on coming to The Roommate as well. Yeah. 
Um, and I think they're doing a kids one too, but look into it. If you go to the Des Moines Playhouse's website, they will absolutely have a link on how to get um, tickets for the drive-in theater. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing yes. the show. We have to say drive-in theater. <laughs> So, Not the movie. Real yes, live theater, exactly. everybody. Yeah, because I noticed that on the uh, playbill that they spelled it R-E. Ooh, so very fancy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All righty. We ready for this? Yep. It's let's almost do it. showtime. Yep, we'll talk to you guys afterwards. Hi, everybody. This is Ashley. This is Karen. And this is The Musicals. And guess what, you guys? We're going to see some live theater here in just a minute. We are at the Des Moines Playhouse and they are doing a drive-in theater performance tonight. Yes. Um, they're doing a series of... So it's about two people who write letters and it starts in their childhood. And if I remember the year correctly, the first letter is dated 1936. And it is um, an acceptance of an invitation for a birthday party. And then it proceeds uh, from there where it is this uh, boy and girl who grew up from childhood. There's multiple mentions of, you know, grade school. And then the letter writing continues through um, high school slash prep school and then college, et cetera, et cetera, as a way. And you see the evolution of... Um, writing style and content in the letters and um, life, how life changes as you age. Yeah. And you got to see how the relationship between those two people change throughout their lives as well. Yes. Um, even though it is set at um, set, like it starts in 1936, um, the play was actually written um, and first performed in 1988. Okay. Um, so that I found kind of interesting because I was like, well, maybe this is set sometime, you know, from the 60s um, because there is mention of the Korean War in there. And it just seemed like the timeline was more um, like an earlier time frame, but it wasn't. It was actually. Uh, Hi, this is Ashley. And this is Karen. And we are back after watching Love Letters. And this is our take about the show. Yes. Karen, what did you think about the show? Okay. It was okay. Um, uh -huh. I, it gave me a fair amount of things to uh, think about. Um, I'm not completely sold on the performance, um, but I have uh, gone back and done some reading about the play itself, and that, I think, um, helped me gather my thoughts a little bit more. That's just my initial reaction right there without going into any details. Okay. Well, Karen, would you mind sharing with me what you learned about the play itself? And maybe that will help me as well. Oh, yeah. I did absolutely. not do my research. Um, do you think it was somewhat autobiographical then? Um, it is because um, he meant in the uh, write-up that I read about him, uh, there is mention about how a lot of his writing has to do with the WASP lifestyle. And that was the term that's used. That's not a term I'm coming up with. And that is very true. Like the um, entire play is very waspy. Yes. <laughs> um, it's definitely affluent talking about, you know, Harvard Law School and Exeter and things like that. Amherst, 
it's set in the um, northeast. Was it? Is it officially Boston? Uh, Boston was in there at some point, and so was New York. Yeah, yeah. And it, she, she always mentioned about her money, or they both mentioned about her money. Right. And there was talk, I mean, at one point she even mentioned, and this caught um, my hearing, was an elevator in the house. And for the time frame, I mean, people don't have elevators in the houses today. No. So especially for the time frame, that was something that was very um, interesting that it was pointed out as well, too. Yeah, well, and even uh, from the start, she was talking about her nursemaid or her nanny or something. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I learned also is the fact that um, you don't have to memorize, you're essentially reading these letters, you don't have to memorize your lines. And so it is very handy for actors who have busy schedules. <laughs> so you can get uh, big name actors and actresses who can come in and perform and don't have to go through a rehearsal. And um, with the list of performers, I've seen that there are a lot of them who have had history before. So um, during the COVID shutdown, as a fundraiser, uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson did a version. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. And then another uh, pairing that I recognized was um, Meredith Baxter and Michael Gross. They were the parents from Family Ties. Oh, okay. Um, So yeah, so that was, uh, it was kind of neat to say, um, like really big names have done performances, like Carol Burnett and the original one, um, it opened with Kathleen Turner. So some heavy hitters is what I'm trying to say. So Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'd never heard of this play before. I hadn't either, yeah. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts, though? I've talked um, a lot. No, no, you're fine. You're giving us the background. I appreciate that. Um, so when they came out, I, w- I wondered if they would be reading them since they were letters. And they did read them. Um, and I wondered how th- that would feel um, uh-huh. if, if they wouldn't be able to capture the emotion or if it would feel stuffy. But I thought it felt fine um, because they are letters and they're writing letters. I will say at the very beginning, I had a little difficulty adjusting to the pace. And I think part of that was they were trying to show that they were children and it was back and forth and back and forth. And I, I struggled a little bit, especially at the beginning, like I said, for a timeline too. I'm like, are they in high school? Are they in elementary school? Are they in college? And part of it was just my experience was different than their experience growing up. So that was difficult for me. Um, But I found myself as they went through um, the production, I mean, really learning a lot about the characters from their letters and their letters right. from one another and how they interacted with one another. Um, and I grew accustomed to the pacing and I actually, you could feel when they weren't writing back to each other that that same person would, would start the next letter. Did you get my letter? But there was a pause and sometimes those pauses really hurt and uh-huh. I appreciated that. I appreciated the slow pacing a lot better than I did the quick pacing. But m- perhaps if they didn't do that, I wouldn't have noticed it so pronouncedly. Is that a sure. word? The first production was in 1988. And the playwright, um, Albert Gurney, who's sometimes called Pete Gurney, I found this all out, 
was born in 1930 and died in uh, 2017. No, I was going to say at the beginning, I could not figure out the timing because especially um, with the age thing, I was thrown for a loop. So the first part with it, you knew they were young because, you know, and being invited to a birthday party made perfect sense. But then uh, the character Melissa kept introducing drawings in the letter, like this is a drawing of my blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of juvenile. And then I figured out later that it was... um, it wasn't, she wasn't as young as I thought she would be. Oh, really? So I, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't, still could not figure out how old like they were with exchanging letters. And it seemed like before they hit high school, it took a very long time. I, yeah, I, and that was what I mean by um, I had a couple issues with the production. I wish there was just a little bit of a marker with time. Yeah. And, if they could have used some prop to convey the passage of time. I agree. I I really do. Or even if like, I don't know, they had glasses that they put on or like a a ball cap, which turned into a more sophisticated hat as they got older. I don't know, something. Because it was just really hard to follow. That's right. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking like a hat. Like if it was, you know, given the fact that it was set in 1936 and, you know, could it have been like, you know, a, a Newsies hat, you know, something like that sure. um, to begin with. And then you get a sense of um, like age through that way, because mm. I could not figure out um, the passage of time. And at one point later on, when she said you're a trim 55 or something like that, I'm like, OK, that has kind of got me back in terms of where we are. Um, there was a lot of letters exchanged or Christmas cards exchanged and I should have counted them off to give me a better sense of time. Yeah. Because then that would have put me in perspective, but I figured it out too late. Or even if they would have said like, Merry Christmas 2008 or something, which it never right. went that far. That's but... a good point. That would have been good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That was tricky, I think. Just the passage of time. Yeah, and I thought, I mean... They were talking about like sex and and things like that very early, I thought. I mean, but yeah, maybe my experiences are different than other people. But I was like, wait a minute, they're still what? How old are they supposed to be? So that was the part that confused me a lot is because I thought by that point they were already in high school. And then it was later when they were talking about high school. And I was like, well, maybe this is an, you know, an affluent East Coast thing because my upbringing was not like this. I don't know. And it just what I mean by that, I shouldn't say my upbringing was not like this, but it was more that it didn't seem reflective for the time period. Like it seemed like they were very forward from everything that I've been told for like you know, the forties. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It just seemed like it didn't like, I I don't know, maybe my perspective of the forties is all wrong, but I thought it was super prim and super proper and it did not seem that way. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think through the whole thing, you were expecting them to be star-crossed lovers or have some sort of love affair at some point. Right. Because it was titled love letters. And so it was kind of interesting to see the ups and downs of that. Because, uh-huh. I mean, at different times in each of their lives, they're wanting to be with each other, but it doesn't seem at the same time, which is right. Like, right. Yeah. So it was interesting to see that relationship play out. And 
I don't know, like I was, you know, as you're sitting there thinking about it, you're wondering, oh, how is this similar to my life or, or not? And so it's, it's interesting to see those relationships grow and change. Yeah, it was, um, I, one thing I noticed from it is I have not been dedicated to any sort of friendship that much. I mean, I have childhood friends, but not, um, I guess I'm not a good friend because I have not kept up um, with people as much as I could. And especially given the convenience of today's technology, um, I should. So that was kind of interesting for me in terms of like, um, people do keep in contact, people do maintain very strong relationships with people that they grew up with. I have not. I actually, so I used to write a lot of letters. I write some still. Um, I have some pen pals, if you will. But uh, he wrote something really eloquent that I liked, and I will not be able to pull what it was. But it was something about how he could be his true self when he was writing. And Uh I I just really liked that. And I, it resonated with me. And I, I thought it was a really, there were some really nice lines in the show that I thought were really touching, if you will. Yes. I was going to say, I appreciated the thoughtfulness of the script. Um, I thought I really enjoyed that. One of the issues I had was the fact that I uh, did not care for Melissa as a character very much. I did not either. I, I felt she was super ungrateful for, and she was not, I should say, uh, she was not grateful enough for the friendship that she was given. Um, that being said, I mean, we're all supposed to understand that she had a difficult upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just didn't care for her. No, I didn't either. Um, and I, I was really drawn to him. And, yes. And I don't know how much of that was the writing and how much of that was the acting. Um, yes. But at the end, I really, I mean, I was really drawn to him, especially at the end. Yeah. Um, I thought so. I really, I don't. And that's the thing that I feel is unfair to the actress is, um, am I not giving her a fair shake? Because I just don't like the character. Right. You know, uh, sort of a deal. And so I can't make any real judgment call. Um, I do think that the gentleman, I I don't have the playbill with me right now. Um, Who played Andy, though did a fantastic job. I thought the expression that he used when reading the letters, it wasn't over the top. It was a measured performance is the way I would describe it. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I feel like sometimes when you've got something that doesn't require physical acting, you can overact Mm -hmm. your words. And I didn't think so at all. I think he did a very good job that way. And so I really enjoyed his performance and, um, yeah, he did a very good job. Yeah, his name name was Steve Barry. Okay. And so Gina Gedler was the the actress that we saw. And I'll echo with I didn't love the the character and she was really whiny at times, which just Yes. I didn't enjoy her, but I will say I thought that um Gina did a good job of tapping into some of the really deep emotional parts. Because there were times that that character would would dig deep and come up with something um, that I think you could feel uh, kind of a shallow character. I think overall, well, um, 
I really liked her acting um, with older Melissa. Yes. I think that's where she really came into her own. And that's where maybe I identified with her a little bit more when, you know, life has not turned out how you expected, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I think that's when she really shone. And I think that may be given the fact that it was her life experience. Yeah. Um, the pairings. So what the Playhouse has done is they have pairings of uh actors and actresses of a similar age group I noticed I am so that they too yeah um and I think that's she really comes into her own with Melissa the character's um development and I think that is comes from Gina's experience of life so that's a curious point you bring up so I'm wondering if the production would what it would look like with the other two sets of actors, right? Right. What and so that's something that I thought about as well, too, is um, to see it. I think this is one you definitely have to see with multiple people because I, I, I don't know what the uh, production notes could be, honestly, for this. Like, you know, because you sit there and you read letters. So I don't I don't expect there to be a ton of direction Mm -hmm. In terms of how you play it, it's all purely from the actors. And I think seeing it with different people, like what would it be like seeing it with, you know, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, given the fact that they have, they're married and they have so much history. And chemistry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, that's an interesting point. How many more performances are there? Um, I'm what looking at the sheet. What's today? The 27th? There's only yes. one more tomorrow. Oh, okay. So it's about done with its run. But as okay. we said in our opener, there are two more shows that they're doing um, kind of for a, a general audience. And then they have one children's theater as well. So if you go to the dmplayhouse.com, you can find um, their live theater drive-in. And I will say I enjoyed myself. I thought it was a really neat way to um, do live theater right now. I thought it was great. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. And I think they did an excellent job. I think they did a really good job with picking this play. Um, I think if they went for something more um, challenging, it would have been, it wouldn't have worked. I think this allowed for um, not having to have a ton of set design. Yeah. Um, and it worked really well. And I think I like the fact that they've changed up I don't know what they'll do for the other performances, but that they changed up actors and used different sets of actors because um, it allows for, um, my assumption is that it allows for, you know, people to get their foot in the door in uh, community theater here in Des Moines. So I think they've done a really good job and kudos to the Playhouse for coming up with this. I think it was very clever. The volunteers were so nice. They were really nice and really kind, and um, they did a very good job. I agree. I agree. It felt um, it felt very welcoming. It felt very humanizing to like see other people and interact with other people. But at the same time, it, it felt very safe at all times. So, yes, I, I would yep, have no qualms recommending it to anybody at any level of comfort. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they were. You know. Uh, like we said, with a little promo and people were wearing masks, people were wearing face shields, like all the volunteers, et cetera, et cetera. And 
um, they even had the cars spaced mm-hmm. so that you could roll your window down. And I didn't feel bad about rolling my window down um, and being in anybody else's space as well, too. Right. So that I think they have been really very clever is the only word I could say Yeah. Uh, for it. And they're going through a, a change now because they have to rethink all their performances for the fall, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm glad for the volunteers and the actors and actresses in the Des Moines community who are able to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No, I don't think so. But thanks for going with me, Karen. I know. It was really nice to get out. I haven't really been very social. Not I haven't been really social. I have not been social at all. Uh, and so it was nice to get out. And it was nice to do something uh, with a fun person. Oh, uh, Karen. Yeah, something, you know, up our alley. And it made me it made me think. I feel like with being in lockdown, I'm becoming stupider by the moment. Agree. And this was uh, this was good. Yeah. For me, like I feel like more in touch with humanity and just yeah. Right. It, it helped you, me think. It made you think and it made you feel, and I mean that's what you want in art, right? Exactly. That's a good way. It did make me feel for sure because I do have I've thought about the characters several times and uh, you know done some follow up reading and yeah. I will have a little bit of Melissa and Andy with me from here on out. (laughs) (laughs) Next on deck is we'll watch some musicals and do some remote shows. Yeah. Yeah. Get to to watching those, Karen. We're going to watch Chicago um, because it's a good one. It's one of my favorites. I'll watch it. I will watch it. (laughs) So, yeah. All righty. Thanks. thanks I'll talk to you later. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye.